0: What famous actor or actress would you love to see play a really good monster slash slasher killer in a horror movie?
1: Um, Who hasn't already played one, of course. Sure. Yes. Um, I would think someone like Denzel Washington... Hmm. I've seen him like in training day, you know, imagine him taking that character. Wait, you saw him in training day? I know.
0: Oh, wow. Very, I, I have also seen him in training day.
1: Rare. Uh, we're a rare collection of humans.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> remaking it. I think a lot of people saw him in training day.
1: Uh, but I think if you take that to the next level, right, make him a little bit more sadistic, a little bit less, uh, or just a little bit more at everything, it could really work. And I think he's one of my favorite actors. So... Uh, I also would like to, you know, see him in my favorite genre.
0: Are you trying to take him from his cop role and turning him into a maniac cop?
1: Could be that could. I was thinking a little bit more like Science of the Lamb type conniving than mm. Supernatural uh, Jason cop. But, uh, you know,
0: like, it's a it's a maniac for the 2019s. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, he's a good actor. So if we put him in a shadowy, non-speaking uh, role, that might undercut the point of hiring Denzel Washington. Why are
2: you spending the money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Garrett? I would like to actually see Sigourney Weaver. Play something and not so vocal not so like you know i don't want a conniving i want i want her to play a little more like base level character okay not quite as quiet as a jason maybe a less funny freddy you know something kind of like she, she knows what she's doing but she's she's all business but she's gonna have a little fun with it it's a good idea
1: yeah i, I don't want
2: to see her quip non-stop but i'd like to see her like kind of just really like make a, a slasher monster her own that'd be kind of cool so
0: she's, like, sneaking into an apartment. I would support that. I would say she's kicked the door open or, kick the door you open. know. Yeah. All right, kick the door open, and someone says Dana, and she goes, no, Zool. Yeah, what we need is a Zul. Give her give her a little, like, <laughs>
2: extra, like, strength so she can just, like, pick people up with one hand. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, would she be supernatural, like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She'd definitely have, like, some kind of power that, like, created her to, like, be more
0: than right on. what is.
1: Right Z- on. Gozer to Destroyer? Is that who they summoned? Yeah, that's who it's she'll just, need
0: to be. Ghostbusters 2.5. Yeah, yeah, she's just possessed the whole time by Gozer. That's a good idea. I, I, was, I was struggling to think of one, and then I thought of one, and then realized he'd already done one. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Elijah Wood, but he actually did a remake of 1980's Maniac. Yep.
2: So Ah, he was not a cop though.
0: No, he was not a cop. Uh, but he played what, like a photographer or a hairdresser or something.
2: It's, it's like a, a, I don't know what his official job was, but he did a lot of photography stuff and then he had like the
0: wig shop that he worked at. And so if you haven't seen it, it's really good. I thought it was really good. Um, I still have been meaning to watch the original, um, that it's based on. I think it's very similar in plot. Um, it's directed by the guy who did Maniac Cop, actually. Yeah, he's had so. a thing
1: for maniacs. This is a civilian maniac, but... He got
0: typecast as a maniac director. Oh, yeah. Or maybe he did it to himself. I'm not sure. Yeah, as a, a maniac director. <laughs> there it
1: is. What other professions would make good maniac uh, killers?
2: I feel like anything that you just, like, go crazy with yeah. would be... maniac
1: a, fireman, yeah, maniac yeah. paramedic. Those just write themselves.
2: Maniac DMV.
0: Maniac, maniac pilot. Maniac taxman.
1: Oh. IRS guy.
0: There you go. Yeah, it really fits any genre. Like, it could be a whole slew of these maniac <laughs> movies. Where are they? Since in a
2: Netflix series, Maniac yeah. of the Week. We learned our lesson from Maniac Cobb. That's where they are,
0: Mark. Yeah. Oh, well, let's get into it then. <laughs> Hey, all your creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by Garrett and John. Fellas, how are we doing today? It took, took a moment there to make sure that's yeah. right.
1: Well, it's confusing because he also said Garrett and looked at me and said that's, John and looked at oh, you.
0: Oh, he's flipping it up. See, that's what's threw me off. <laughs> yeah. I should look at whose name I'm going to say <laughs> and then I'll get it. Yeah. You're, Mark has object permanence <laughs> issues. <laughs> I'm like, how you guys doing today?
1: Pretty good. It's, yeah. uh, it's the weekend. Weather's nice. I am tired. I am devastatedly tired today, but I'm doing good.
0: I'm also tired.
1: I think that's just called adulthood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My excuse is I went to a ska show last night. Wow. And I was up till 2.30 or 3 a.m. How did you
1: come back from the 90s so fast? (laughs)
0: Look, man, they're (laughs) still around. At any point, did you pick it up, pick it up, pick it up? I definitely did. Yes, I went and saw the Scottalites. They were celebrating their 55th year as a band. Wow. Nice. Um, So that was a lot of fun. But what have you guys been up to since last time?
1: Um, well, I saw Dr. Sleep. Uh, all right.
0: Brand yeah. new, out this week as a time of recording. Yeah,
1: I know. We're what do you think of it? Bringing it hot. Uh, it was really good. I really liked it. I powered through the novel beforehand and then I rewatched The Shining. So I was all ready to go uh, and it did a good job of splitting the difference. I would definitely recommend it. I don't want to spoil anything, but I think if you read the book or you're more of a movie Shining fan, you either way, you'll walk out happy.
0: That was really my question was like, okay, is this going to cater to the book people or the movie people yeah. or, or both or what? It sounds like they... Did a good job for both.
1: I think so. I mean, they made pretty substantial changes from Dr. Sleep, the book, but I also recognize that the medium of film is different than a book, right? So they had to combine characters. They have to cut out subplots. You can't, not everything can be a miniseries, right? right. So um, if you appreciate that, then you're going to be fine. If you're like, oh, my favorite plot or character is gone. I mean, you might be mad about that,
0: but. Oh, so they axed entire characters yeah. from the movie. They
1: did. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, limited runtime, so right. something's got to go. Which honestly, I'm fine with. I, I don't want everything
2: to be a miniseries. Same, so so a couple more questions on that. Thing. Okay, um, is he actually a doctor? Does he have his PhD?
1: No. Does uh, he sleep? Um, well, he, we yes, we've seen him sleep in the movie. Okay. Yeah. So can't confirm. Does sleep? Not a doctor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone tell you and McGregor to go back to MD school. Yeah. Very call himself. Is he the doctor? The the quote unquote doctor? in He this?
1: is Doctor Sleep. Okay, yes.
0: Okay. Uh, and I assume that'll explain itself as the movie yes, rolls out.
1: Uh, it is a it's a big big part of the book. It's in the movie.
0: Okay. I was not really feeling the movie based on the trailer. Okay. So I don't know. There was just something about it. I was like, from what I gather, there seems to be vampire-type people that are preying on The Shining folk.
1: Yeah, it is way less scary than The Shining, but the movie is scarier than the book uh, by like a big margin. Really? Yeah, they added a lot more horror elements to the the book's almost like a dark fantasy esque book. I don't know. I mean there's horror elements, but it's much more based on, yeah, these like shining vampires. I don't want to get too into it, but
0: it's okay. the tone is different in the movie. Well, you it sounds like a good one. I'll definitely check it out now that you're saying it's worth a watch.
2: Yeah. Is this movie all is all the original shining stuff feel like it's crammed in just to appease fans or does it actually fit the story?
1: They did a good job of making it fit the story. It okay. did involve Pretty substantial changes to the book, Dr. Sleep, uh, because famously the book, The Shining and the movie, The Shining diverge pretty rapidly. Um, This movie, Dr. Sleep takes place, I would say, within the Shining cinematic universe, not necessarily the literary universe. It doesn't feel Um, shoehorned into a plot, though, a completely separate story. They made it work, I think. Okay, cool, cool. Then I think I'm going to check it out. I mean, the trailer,
2: like you said, Mark, didn't really do much for me either, Mm -hmm. but The concept seems solid. Yeah.
1: Fair warning, it is long. It's two and a half hours long, and the first hour is a little
0: slow. You know, we sat through extended Lord of the Rings. I feel like two (laughs) and a half hours is okay. I loaded up the Watchmen movie that I was like, I'm going to get to that HBO show, Mm -hmm. and whatever version I have is three hours long. That's the extended one. Whoa. (laughs) It's a good Good version. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I watched Sleepaway Camp 2. Welcome to the club. Ooh. That is an awful movie. More sleep, less camp. Oh god, dude. It's it felt like a stage play or some after school special horror movie. It was it was downright abysmal. Wow. Yeah. I've never yeah, seen it. You know, the first one is so good. And then coming into this one, I was like, "What am I doing with my life?" I'd rather watch an episode of Eat Your Shorts on fucking Nickelodeon or Camp <laughs> right. Candy or some yeah. shit. That's a better camp movie, and that's a show from the nineties. Eat Your Shorts was awesome. So, <laughs> yeah, um, the writing's bad, the acting's bad, like all the the plots, the the, the counselors and the in the uh, the campers are wearing the same clothes and they're all the same age, and it's like I don't know who's who here. <laughs> uh, it's just a confusing mess. Um, You've seen it too, right? I've seen two and three. Should I even bother with three at this point? If you've powered
2: through two, three has more fun than two. Okay. Um, I do like fun. It will go on record. Because part three is Teenage Wasteland, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's the one, like all the punks and the the inner city
0: trouble kids (laughs) that get sent out to this camp. And oh boy, it is. it's something. All right. I might check that out. Um, I don't recommend it. I think I even rated it like one star on. You actually felt compelled to give it a star, huh? <laughs> one only. <laughs> because of its
2: namesake. <laughs> I enjoyed them because they were shitty. But yes, they are. I think they knew that they were going to make shitty movies. I have not been up to anything horrorly because my life does not revolve around horror, you guys. Um, boo, boo. Boo this man. Ah, <laughs> get out of the podcast. Um, now I've just been, you know, living day to day and kind of working on some stuff i went back and i'm redoing that uh pennywise picture that i showed you a long time ago oh yeah um i found a new technique for doing some some coloring and some some inking so i'm gonna give that a shot i'll throw it up on the instagram once it's done and uh, everyone can see my terrible garbage art that i'm always saying i'm wasting my time with so it's
1: very good art you know
2: <laughs> now let's talk about this movie you made us watch mark oh geez are both you against me It's one of those. I would say against, I would say very disappointed in you.
0: I'm not disappointed in myself. I enjoyed this movie.
1: Mark, I'm not against you. I'm just against this movie. (laughs) (laughs) And you know who else is against this movie? Bruce Campbell. Just saying.
0: He hated this
2: movie, evidently. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah he said he, he it's a very terrible movie and he only did it because he needed a paycheck. This is what IMDb says. Yeah. I had a hard time finding this movie because it is not available anywhere except for on Voodoo to rent.
1: Yeah, that's a sign that you're going to have a good movie is where you can't find it anywhere. I tried to order it off Amazon and they're like, yeah, we'll get it to you next month. I was
2: like, Jesus. <laughs> I searched for it on iTunes because I was like, maybe it's on iTunes. I'll just buy or rent it here. If you search for Maniac Cop on iTunes, it brings up Paul Blart, Mall Cop that's the first thing that comes up. And I was like, this might be the right movie. This movie's better than Paul Blart. Come on. (laughs) Box quote right there. (laughs) At least least it's not Paul Blart. I don't think I've seen Paul Blart, but um, eh, maybe you're correct.
0: (laughs) So if you haven't picked up listeners, we're talking about Maniac Cop from 1988. This was directed by William Lustig. He also has a producing credit on IMDb that's a mile and a half long. Uh, He directed all three Maniac Cops he also directed Maniac from 1980, and he did one that I'm interested in that I've been meaning to watch, but I'm sure it's going to be awful, <laughs> called Uncle Sam from oh. 1996. I saw that cover in Blockbuster a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I never saw it. Is it yeah, based
1: a, on Uncle Sam slasher?
0: Yes, oh. it's a slasher inside an Uncle Sam costume. Didn't it have a lenticular box cover
2: where it was like Uncle Sam in it one way, and then you looked at it the other way, and it was like a skeleton uh-huh like monster or something like that. You know what that could be. That sounds right. I feel like I I remember that. I I could be remembering it wrong,
1: but... um, I'm sensing an episode, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for 4th of July.
1: Oh, Patriot... They have patriotic murders. Patriotism.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This one was written by Larry Cohen, uh, a well-known horror director and writer. He did It's Alive, that whole series. He did Cue the Winged Serpent. He did The Stuff... If you haven't seen this stuff, I highly recommend this stuff. It's about yogurt that turns you into a zombie. Mind control. Uh. It's so much
2: more than that. But it yes. is. Yeah, but that's yeah. the yeah. loose stuff. It's term. like the blob meets that meets yogurt.
0: Yeah, that one, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> blob meets yogurt. That's a good one. I didn't know this, but he also uh, created a television show that I grew up watching as a kid, thanks to my dad's love for it, called The Invaders. It was an alien invasion show from the '60s, and they would come down and take human form, and you know the whole story of them trying to take over, and right. you know integrate into our society. And the only way you could tell that they were aliens is they couldn't move their pinky finger. So (laughs) if they went to shake you, if they went to shake or pick anything up, they couldn't close the pinky finger. God,
1: I would love to have been in the writer's room where they were like, pinky finger, that's the one.
0: That's what does it. Anyways, it was pretty creepy. So it's interesting now that, you know, I've seen a bunch of his other movies, didn't realize the same guy. So I got to make that connection. Nice. Anyway, rest in peace, Larry Cohen. Uh, You did a lot of good stuff. Good work on the pinkies. Yeah. So this one stars... Our favorite cop, Tom Atkins. Once well, let, again, let me tell you who this doesn't star because I was
2: hoping against hope that this was a biopic of Bobcat Goldwaite Zed character from Police Academy, <laughs> but it was nothing to do with that. And damn it, I would have loved to have seen that
0: movie. Well, he was maniacal in that one. That's, that's what I'm sure. saying.
1: He The shoe fits. That's the parody version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but instead, this one stars Tom Atkins as Frank McRae, Bruce Campbell as Jack Forrest, Laureen Landon as Teresa Mallory. Richard Roundtree, love me some Richard Roundtree. Oh yeah. As Commissioner Pike, William Smith as Captain Ripley. Robert Zidar as Matt Cordell, aka the Maniac Cop. Sherry North as Sally. Victoria Catlin as Ellen Forrest. Here's what the back of the VHS box has to say about Maniac Cop. Also, I'm going to read the tagline first. You have the right to remain silent forever.
1: Oh shit.
0: Who doesn't like that? Right. Come on.
1: Before we get to the back of the box, can I just say that Tom Atkins, once again, carries this He puts his whole movie on his back and just carries it across the finish line. Two words, baby.
0: Thrill me. (laughs) (laughs) He did a really good job. And this was like, you know, Night of the Creeps is up there. Yeah. But he got to rein it in and be like a more serious actor in this role. And I like that. Nailed it.
2: Yeah. I don't think he's ever not like just given his all to a role. I haven't seen... I've I've never seen him in a role where it's like he's trying.
1: Yeah. My man, he's a just... Every time he's up to bat, he's going to get on base. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Dude. Thank you.
0: Good Lord. This VHS says it's $79.95. Wow.
1: Yeah. VHS is used to be mad expensive.
0: Crazy nuts!
1: I remember when those remember those big plastic Disney boxes. Those all used to be like eighty or ninety dollars. Remember, they
0: were like sixty are bucks. You,
1: man, really? Yeah, yeah. In I mean, 1980s I was a child money. back
0: then, and I didn't realize what money was. <laughs> <laughs> when they first came out, they were really expensive. Yeah. All right, back to the VHS. Here we go. The eighty-dollar VHS. Yes. New York City is terrorized by a series of brutal mutilation murders. The public is outraged because it discovered that the killer is a cop. Innocent policemen are killed by the panic-stricken public. The city is in an uproar. Will New York rid itself of the deadly menace? Maniac cop? Question mark.
1: I don't think you read the question mark like that, Siri.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's there.
1: Oh, there is an ellipsis. It's, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's I'm weird.
1: Ron Burgundy? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> All right. Well, judging from your <sighs> distaste so far, I'm going to assume neither of you would recommend the maniac cop. I
2: wouldn't, but I wanted to. There's nothing about this cast that I, I, everything on paper looks like I should love this movie, but my God, the execution just didn't do it for me.
1: I concur. I was like, "Oh shit, Bruce Campbell, Tom Atkins, maniac killer cop, sign me up!" But it failed to deliver. It's all over the place. Like it doesn't have, it
2: doesn't have a stance on anything. Like there's times where it's all like we should respect cops. And there's other times where it's all like, cops should be above the law. And there's other times where it's like, cops should be above justice. And it's like, oh, he got his comeuppance and it's like, the movie's all over the place with its yeah. messaging and then it's like it abandons most of that halfway through and it's like oh yeah there's a guy who's killing people let's go deal with it.
1: and that. there's like shockingly no blood in this movie like i don't know if they were aiming for like a pg13 or something but there was i mean there's a lot of killings but they were all done off screen or very quickly and then like you saw no gore no blood no my favorite
2: kill though is the guy that he smashes into the concrete and kills oh, and yeah. then the concrete dries and they're having to jackhammer his body
1: out of the the concrete i like when he throws drunk driver because mostly because he dabs before dabbing was a thing (laughs) Uh, that
0: part was awesome look man you got to do it with some peas (laughs) as when you're out there killing on the mean streets of new york you know what i mean yeah that was awesome all right look um i saw this one in eighth grade over at a friend's sleepover Mm -hmm. and i remembered being very terrified by the maniac cop he's a big man think about you know the, the thing i think this movie does well is it put a slasher into the role of law enforcement And I don't know if that particularly be done at least supernaturally yet before this movie. Probably not. So considering the fact that, you know, we're supposed to be, Hey, cops are your friends. You know, they teach you that shit growing up. And how many of these murders happen with people running to the maniac going, help, help, help. Oh, that's how the movie starts. Right? Yeah. So we get a lot of brutal murders of people that think they're going to a safe haven and it's not, he is the monster. So I think that's an interesting take on the slasher, you know?
2: Yeah, no, uh, no doubt. I mean, again, on paper, a lot of this stuff works. It's just how they went about it. It left me confused. It left me kind of not really know who I should root for, what should be. I mean, Bruce Campbell's evidently our hero, but doesn't become our hero until like the last like quarter of the movie.
1: He's not a very good hero. You don't really root
2: for him. There's no save the cat moment. There's nothing that endears us to any of these characters except for kind of Tom Atkins. We are like, okay, he's trying to figure this out. Yeah. He he doesn't want... Th- and even he makes some dumb decisions, which I think has like some good stakes where he goes to the news lady and he's like, put this on the news, which causes a panic. And the citizens are like now endangering cops' lives. And you're like, oh shit, that has some real
1: consequences. Never brought up. Yeah. You would think, honestly, the most uh, archaic part of this movie is the idea that if someone said... The- cops are killing people, the populace wouldn't be like, I don't know, they probably deserved it. Because <laughs> uh, as we see in 2019, no matter how much footage there is, people find a way to blame the victim. So...
0: Well, you say this movie has a muddled message, but I think that's kind of where we are as a society on this whole issue. You know what yes, I mean? Except- Do we like the cops? Do we not like the cops? Force, excessive force? You know what I mean? It's like, I think it has... It, it's kind of presenting a lot of these points. Now, maybe it, it doesn't commit... a lot of these questions, but it never answers or takes a stance on any
2: of it, which I thought was, I thought that it would, at least on on one side of the fence, you know, kind of like, because even the maniac cop, um, Matt Cordell, played by Robert Zadar, that guy's awesome. That guy's just menacing looking like he's just, but he's also like, he's got this really kind face too. Which is like weird because he can play like so many different types of characters, but his size just makes him very uh impending.
1: He sounded like a maniac cop before this well, that's happened. What I'm anyway. saying. Like they're yeah. like
2: like, Oh, he'd shoot first and ask questions. He violated everyone's rights no matter who it was, and that was a problem and like but we need more cops like that and i'm like yeah. okay what are we trying to say here like he should be held accountable or we should go back to where cops don't have to basically have respect rights and it was like again the movie posited like every side of every argument and then just dropped it and left it and i was like are we going to talk about any of this but again that's the, that's the thing for me it felt like the movie just kind of was like here's the ingredients make your food come back to us when you're done
0: and I can agree with you to a point. I, I, you know, I think that I like this movie, but I wouldn't go over a three on it out of five. Okay. You're correct. There's, there's times and points where you feel like, okay, is he just going to kill the criminals? You know, is he going to be like a Rorschach type, like going out and like vengeance and being a vigilante, that kind of thing? Or is he going to just kill? And it seems like he just decides he's going to kill anybody.
2: Yeah. So there's that point where Sally like specifically says like, Hey, I brought you back to get like revenge on the people that wronged you, but all you're doing is killing innocent people. And he's just kind of like, okay, I guess this backfired, but she seems like she's okay with it. And the movies going forward never
0: clean this up either.
2: That's the thing. Like two and three, all this stuff is dropped and on you, and it's just just like, okay, don't worry about that. Arguably, the second half of the movie, though, when it becomes like we got to stop the maniac cop and all this other stuff has been abandoned, becomes very interesting. Like it becomes very like kind of like much more. For me, it was I was able to follow it a lot more because I was like, oh, I know what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to stop this guy. Yeah. We're trying to clear Bruce Campbell's name and yada, yada, yada. Okay, cool. But before that, though, it was like all these different messages and all these different... I don't know if they meant to be, but like there was all these like social, ethical questions that were dropped on us. And then none of the characters, not even just the movie, but none of the characters really took a stance on any of it except for Tom Atkins. But... We saw what
0: happened to him. I think it was definitely intentional to have those in there because there's a scene in the movie where the reporter's going to, you know, man on the streets, let's get some ideas. And they, hey, they interview a guy who looks directly at the screen and says, they've been killing us for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That That is a direct message to the audience of saying like, <laughs> by the way, cops are scary. You know, and
2: There's another person on the, the same scene that's all like, well, maybe they, we should go back to the days of like hard justice. And it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, this movie like,
1: tries to have it both ways and it fails.
2: The thing is, that's the thing is, I don't even think it took a stand. And like, the thing is, not even the movie. I'm not saying the director or the, the writers had to have like a, a stance on all this stuff. But like our characters don't even seem to do that. So I don't know which side of good and wrong these characters are on until we get to the point of Bruce Campbell's got to clear his name. Right. And other than that, I was like. It's just a bunch of things happening. And it was it was interesting to see, but again, I just felt so confused in the first half of this movie.
1: I also, and hopefully you can expound upon this, I have a lot of questions about the Maniac Cops power set. Okay. Um, one I didn't realize he was supernatural I mean honestly till the end of the movie because his, I
0: actually kind of liked that like is he or not you know I, was going I enjoyed through the movie. that too I did enjoy it they, they go out of their way though to never
2: show you Robert Zadar's face he's always in the shadow yeah. or the it's a silhouette is, is everything they've shown up to this point you realize that he's fucking monster faced like everything they've shown you like leads you to believe oh he's gonna be messed up but they like reveal it at the last like 10 minutes of the movie like surprise and you're like yeah we,
0: we know
1: <laughs> you, but all that build up and then you saw those sad makeup effects. You're like, oh, <laughs> all right. I mean, honestly, it wasn't that bad, dude.
0: Um, I will say I agree with you. uh Losing Tom Atkins after 40 minutes of the movie was not a good choice. I think Ooh. they really should have kept him till the end. Was
1: it yeah. 40 minutes? Yeah. I mean, they got rid of him so fast. It, oh God, I felt like it was
2: way faster than that. I felt like he was like gone too... Uh, R.I.P. Tom Atkins, gone too soon.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know the exact time frame. He disappeared. It was but,
1: about two-thirds into the movie, yeah. I would say, and...
0: It's uh, it it's it's the same thing they did with Godzilla when they got rid of Brian Cranston way early on. Yeah. And then we had to attach ourselves to the cardboard cutout that is Quicksilver. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kick it, ass. Whatever that guy
1: is. Godzilla could only afford 10 minutes of Brian Cranston's time <laughs> <laughs> like that. He died so fast. Thankfully, we blew, our,
0: we blew our budget on the lizard. Yeah. And I can kind of see where you're coming at is like it almost feels like two different movies. Right.
1: Right. Because like then his backstory, I was like, OK, so he got beat up and he has brain damage. And also can teleport, always has new uniforms, can be shot in the head, uh, well, okay. super strong. Let's, I think, let's I think, address, you're, I let's think address you're seeing some of these thing, that yeah. were not
0: there. The, uh, the uniforms thing, we can just assume Sally, his inside source, was helping him, right? These he ancient uniforms,
1: nobody wears uniforms like that. I don't know,
0: those look like 80s cop <laughs> uniforms. No, those
1: were like 60s cop uniforms, dude. By the time in the 80s, people were just wearing regular cop uniforms. They weren't wearing brass buttoned... <laughs> I think, like 40s. I think there's forties. I think that
2: well, the, the the commissioners and the captains had the nice uniforms. I just assume
0: that was the dress ones. You know, like when you like the military has their dress uniforms. Uh, you know that kind of thing. All right, maybe Koochie presents formal cop wear. Maybe that is the dress uniform. All right, that's my assumption all anyway. Right. What else did you say? Well, he got <laughs> shot a teleport. thousand
1: times and no blood, no nothing, totally fine.
0: Right. Well, this movie also does something that I don't see a lot of anymore, but it was very very common in the eighties. Is There's the vice squad where a woman dresses up as a (laughs) prostitute, a cop dresses up as a prostitute and tries to go bust dudes like you don't see that in movies anymore. No. But while that was happening, um, you know, the maniac cop came up on her and she shot him several times. And she says in that in that scenes, like, I know I got him in the head at least twice. He should have gone down. That was not body armor. She says that we never saw that, though, because when she said that, I was
2: like, I don't know if you did. I was like, I don't think you did because we see him sh- get shot in the chest. Yeah. But
0: I was like, did you shoot him in the head? But that's the only your only hint before the end of the movie that he's right. uh, supernatural.
1: Yeah, and in my notes, I, I was like, Is he supernatural? And then that scene happened. I was like, oh, okay, yes, he's supernatural.
0: So let's just kind of get through some of the earlier bits. Um, This movie starts off with a woman being accosted and mugged, and she's running through the streets of New York at nighttime, and she runs up to who she thinks uh, is an officer of the law she can trust. She just picks her up and snaps Uh, her neck.
1: Yeah. Now, I'm not a mugging expert, But (laughs) are you an amateur
0: mugger? Do you Uh, have some base level knowledge? He's a hobbyist. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, I would say, at most, you know, I'm an amateur mugger. But I feel like if you just got beat up, you're just going to give up. Are you really going to chase a woman for blocks? What do they hope to gain? Like ten dollars off of this lady? I don't know if New York muggers are that committed. That's
2: yeah. That's I mean, how I feel. But they, these two dudes were committed. Also, did you notice they mugged her in front of a store called Rocks in Your Head? No, <laughs> no And it was like not it. like it was not spray painted. This was actually a storefront like banner called Rocks in Your Head, and I was like what the hell does this store sell? Like um, I was, I could not stop yeah. focusing on the store behind these muggers attacking this woman. But yeah, then she runs to like the biggest playscape I've ever seen runs up to the cop. What was he doing there? He's
1: just standing, just hanging
2: out waiting for a random mugged, a random muggy. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs>
1: he saw the maniac
2: cop symbol in the sky. <laughs> this is
0: where I always go when the symbols up.
2: Yeah. But yeah, so like the the guys like run after her. The muggers run yeah. after her. She gets picked up, snapped by the maniac cop who's in complete shadow. Because again, the whole movie until the very end, we never see Zadar's face. He's always kind of in shadowy uh, areas. But once the, he snaps the lady's neck, the two muggers look like like offended like oh no you can't do that and it's like bro you were about to mug a woman and it's like you do not get to basically take the moral high ground all of us—we're the
1: only criminals in this park dude
0: i didn't assume they were offended i think it was supposed to be Shock. like yeah oh wait a minute that was a cop that just murdered her we're gonna yeah. slink off now because that's scary i think but they're they just bad actors they
1: didn't though they stayed
2: around the scene of the crime because remember when the cops show up the next morning they're like arresting those guys on the scene and they're like we didn't do it it was a cop and i'm well,
0: like they, they say there was a witness to the mugging.
2: Yeah. So Uh-oh. they got fingered. But they were at the playground. So I was like, did they bring them to the playground to bust them? Or did they... <laughs> I think they... they brought
0: them back to the scene of the murder, Uh-oh. you know, where they are arresting them.
2: Okay. I figured they just hung out. And maybe I was like, maybe they did like the good like Samaritan thing. And they stuck around was like, okay, we saw the whole thing. Maybe they were their eyewitness to...
1: <laughs> they did You're... not seem like good Samaritans.
0: <laughs> Boys, are you turning yourself in for this murder? <laughs> click, click. Get in the back of the car. Um... <laughs> No, yeah, but I, I really think it was... Yeah, it was a good
1: did. intro. I will say I did add that up to that point so far, five minutes in, I was like, okay, you've got my attention, movie. <laughs> yeah, same here.
0: <laughs> when did it fumble your attention away? Pretty
1: much immediately after just that. Just right after <laughs> yeah. that. I was like, oh, this is just going to be another like Jason knockoff movie. Because
0: then we cut so to it's Tom not, though. It's For me, It's this movie is more of a like law and order or cop drama plus slasher. And that's what I enjoyed. It was was unique enough, especially in this period of time where slashers were everywhere
1: maybe that's the thing those are both genres i don't necessarily like really love i definitely don't love cop dramas i don't care at all about cops Uh, and slashers are like one of my least favorite in the horror you know pantheon well two negatives
0: don't make a positive in the real world unless you're math yeah so there you go so that might be (laughs) yeah get it
2: together math (laughs) the thing is i have a note that says is this a horror movie because like um i couldn't tell for like the first like two-thirds of this movie it just seemed like a cop thriller and I'm on board with that because I love a good cop thriller, you know, like I love a good mm-hmm. Law and Order episode. And I was like, those movies often take stances of like, OK, here's the the dilemma. Here's the the question. Here's the the moral, ethical, whatever that we're like struggling with here. And the thing is, is for the first two, thirds of this movie during the cop drama aspect of it, the thriller part. We never had that. And so until it became a horror movie at the end or a really more basic yeah. by the numbers horror movie at the end. Um, I just didn't know how to feel about it. I was expecting so much more from our, our maniac cop, but, um, I enjoyed the concept of it, but damn, if I just wasn't lost,
0: I think there's going to be a real thin line of, you know, if you a really. A thin blue line, if you will. A thin blue line. <laughs>
2: Jeez.
0: But what I was going to say is I think the genre of slasher and murder mystery or, you know, cop or whatever, it's a real thin line, right? I think it really it's, is. It's, it, it's going to easily bleed, bleed over sometimes. And I think you're right, Garrett, going through this movie, I was like, is this really a horror movie? And it's was like, oh, well, at the end, yes.
2: Yeah. But you're totally right. Totally because that's the thing is they feel like, like, oh, we haven't put enough horror in this. Or like they 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 saved it for too long, you know. They tried to like you know red herring us for too
0: long. So the the police force thinks they've caught the killers, except yeah. for our hero Tom Atkins. Is like I don't know about this guy. Did you see the the neck? The strangle marks on this woman were two giant mugs (laughs) like, you know, this mitts on this guy are
2: huge. They're in the morgue during this scene. And this is the classic, like, two cops go down to the morgue to have this, like, discussion over dead bodies. And again, this is one thing that really bothers me in movies. When they walk into a morgue and the coroner, not the coroner, but, like, the guy who works in the morgue, I I guess the coroner, yeah. yeah, is in there. Cracking jokes and being overly disgusting and like it's a very
0: cliche yeah. character. I would choice. love
2: you to see one professional corner in my life in a movie. <laughs> Just like like guys, this is not the time or the place. These Price people wasn't are dead. Eaten. Yeah, and it's like, it's so... (laughs) Where's that donut? (laughs) Yeah. I would love to see like a non-creepy normal corner in a movie, which we never really get.
0: Well, I think there's some sort of stigma that, you know, if you're going to go in and work with dead bodies, you got to be some type of strange person, you know? Yeah.
2: And that's unfortunate. Just like our ice cream man thing, where it's like some people just have a fancy for doing a specific thing. Like they, they're I really scream. intrigued by it, you know? And it's like, I just, it, it kind of bums me out sometimes. I'm like, why can not we just not have a non creepy dude do this? Yeah.
0: You maybe someday.
1: I, I think, man, I should, I wish I'd done better notes. Hopefully y'all know this. At some point they describe this lady and they say, she always had the latest jokes. And I think <laughs> that was my favorite line in any movie ever. Yeah. He's like trying
2: to like endear us to this yep. character. And he's like, she always had the latest and best jokes. I'm and like, I was what like, what
1: does that mean? Like is there a joke? Was she a stand up comedy comedian? I was like, What is going on the here? The eighties people were so bored. They're reading up on jokes.
0: I mean, we had to get joke books, dude. Like yeah. there was no internet to just find any joke you wanted. You had to go to the library.
1: Do I don't think people out there are telling jokes per se anymore. No one's ever been like, Hey, I got a joke for you. To me, at least in since I left, I don't know, middle school. True. John's life is joyless.
0: and <laughs> are, are,
1: are people telling you jokes? I mean, sarcasm and like mockery, lots of that. Not a whole lot of jokes, with like a setup and a punchline.
0: When's the last time you just got knock-knocked in the middle of the street? Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> hey, my man, come
2: here, come here, come here. A nun and a dog walk into a bar. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, like, go away,
0: weirdo. <laughs> is this one of those
1: latest jokes? Are you a corner? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yes, they realize this this Beatrice has been killed and... um. Atkins doesn't believe it. He's yeah. like, no, she had to be getting help. Although he seems to know that he, she ran up to a cop. He's like, I think it's a cop. Who else would she to run up to? And it's like anybody that's a mighty leap. But I mean, I guess if you're an old school cop in New York, you have ideas of how things work. Maybe
0: it's also like the the tribalism, right. Is going on like one of our own. No way. It wasn't one of our own. We already got the guys, Tom, you know, he even goes to commissioner roundtree. Sorry. I don't remember his name so we're just going to call him Commissioner (laughs) Roundtree Uh, and he's like look dude I think it's a cop and he's like it's not a cop why are you trying to do this man we already got the perps
1: right that happens a little later but this commissioner is so flippant about he's like hey didn't you try to kill yourself remember when you were crazy and killed yourself by the way just saying you crazy person (laughs) I love exposition commissioner
2: because he like he's like come into my office we got to talk about this and then like he's like okay so straight up I know you should have taken some time off because you tried to kill yourself but we got the guys and I'm like what other little tidbits Are you gonna pepper into this conversation? Yeah,
1: he like abuses poor Tom Atkins with it. He's like, how do we know you didn't do it, you crazy person? Remember when you (laughs) killed yourself? I'm just or tried to kill yourself? You killed yourself? (laughs) You are a maniac cop too. Dude, I don't know if you remember that because we all remember that and we talk about it constantly and we
0: mock you for it. Anytime you walk by, we're like, hey, it's that guy that almost killed himself. (laughs)
1: It's like, man, that is management styles were way different in the 80s, I guess. And Tom Atkins is not swayed by this. He's like,
2: okay, cool. I hear you, commissioner. I'm out. And then he immediately goes to, like, the reporter, his friend of the reporter in the bar. But before that, we get a really good kill with the uh, the drunk driver.
0: I love this scene, man. And this is one of my favorite this kills. This was gorgeous. Like, this shot right here, like,
2: like the, the kill happens, and then the windshield with the blood. I loved this scene.
0: Yeah, there's two, uh, there's like a couple driving in a car, and they're stopped at a red light, and he'd been, like, I guess, recklessly driving, you could say. Like, he was partying, yeah, right? they were making out of the stoplight, and so they weren't
2: paying attention, but yeah. And you
0: just see the cop baton come up and clink, clink on the window, and the finger's just like, come on, yeah. get out of the car. And he's like, shit, all right. And then he, get out, he gets out and goes to the front of the car. He's like, what happened? What'd I do? And what he just, like, breaks his neck and throws well, him into the whip the windshield.
2: sobriety test, and then he picks him up, Breaks his neck and then flings him at least like fifteen yeah. feet.
0: Is this the
1: dab? This is the dab. Okay. This is it's the dab. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can see him in the background. It is a straight up dab because he throws him, and I don't know why, but he pauses in the dab motion. going to take a
0: moment to appreciate <laughs> yeah. what he's done. But was it a, was the throw in slow mo?
1: Oh, maybe that's what I it was. I think that's
0: because it was like you know he, they probably directed him like do the throw and then stop in the yeah. throw and then we'll cut the scene. But then it turned out like they didn't cut it, you know. It, yeah. Every enough. every
2: kill, it seemed like every kill and every flashback was in slow mo in this movie. And the flashback part, I have a note that's all like we do not need all of our flashbacks in slow mo. <laughs> but um, are you gonna know it's a flashback? <laughs> <laughs> the grainy like cheesecloth over the, <laughs> the screen. Yeah. But no, he chunks the body onto the windshield and then we see the uh, the woman that was in the car with him from the inside and there's light coming from outside from an exterior source and like red is projected onto her and it's like this really cool red like looking like light effect on her that was an amazing like technical thing i was like wow that looks really good you guys and so i was still on board for this movie at this point yeah i would think so me too i think i'm still here but then atkins goes and meets with his um news reporter friend and she thinks it's going to be a date and he's like no no it's about murder people have to be warned
0: most people, they respect the uniform. They'll do anything the cop tells them, including take a walk up a dark alley. Who's he killing? Pushers? Hustlers? Innocent people.
1: Jesus. Maniac cop? How's that for a tag?
0: I knew I could count on you to sensationalize it the best way. Now yeah, you gotta do it. Make it bigger than AIDS. It's the only way to get City Hall off their ass.
1: He tells her, make it bigger than AIDS. He does say that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, whoa,
2: dude, this is the 80s, bro. You got to
1: yeah. maybe tone that down a little bit. <laughs> it's like, wow, that might be pushing it just a little bit, dude. I mean, it, it's sad that two people were murdered, but also it's two people versus AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. And then it's funny because she like does the
2: titular line at yeah. this point. She's like, are you saying there's a maniac cop out there? And he's like. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, (laughs) whoa, there's the titular line. Yeah, she coined it. Good job, lady. But then she's like, do I have any sources to say? And he like hands her an envelope with all this like information. And I was like, bro, you're going to get in trouble. Like, you just gave her, like, confidential information. Yeah. Well,
0: that just shows you that Tom Atkins is willing to go against his authority, you know, right. against his bosses to get justice. And then it backfires because then we
2: get a scene where a woman gets pulled over by a cop. A after cop. the new Yeah, after the news story happens. And I'm still in on this movie at this point. I yeah, think this is I was great. too. I was still there. And then she's like, she, like, the cop's like, excuse me. And then, like, she pulls a gun out and shoots him. She's like, you're not going to get me. Well, Kills she, an she innocent is, cop.
0: She is obviously just rattled. You yeah, know, she yes. is scared as shit. And, you know, the radio's playing and, and you know, it's talking about, oh, one of the, the murderers, a cop. And she sees the cop behind her. and She's like, whoo, she's freaking out. I guess everybody's packing heat in New York in 1988. <laughs> but like this. Yeah, this this kind of, you know, young cop just gets yeah. it because right through the head. And now uh, you said no blood, but they show it the uh, hole through the head. That's
2: true.
1: This is like the only blood in the movie. That's <laughs> yeah, this point.
0: was this was a pretty like gruesome shot. I was like, oh, God. So, yeah, we're getting We're getting a point in the movie. It's like, dude, tensions in New York are high. You don't know who to trust. You know, the cops are now fearing for their lives. I think it's a it's a social commentary that was as potent back then. As it is now, you know, coming from the 60s, to the 80s, all the crime rate was raising, you know, that's and true. cops needed to find a new way to combat, you know, a crime that's not working anymore. So it's that's kind of why I like this movie and it still works now. Like, we have, still haven't solved the cop problem. Yeah. The cop problem. The co- yeah.
2: <laughs> well, you know, yeah. It's, and that's, again, this is another one of those things where, like, this is one of those, those issues that the movie just kind of, like, raises this, like, pro-con Question and then just abandons because we're left. Because the, the commissioners, it was like, damn it, this is what I didn't want to happen. And then the captain, who I thought was like a skinny Robert Zadar at first, <laughs> the captain of the yeah, police, yeah, exactly. And um, he's Captain Ripley,
0: uh, yeah, captain William Ripley. Smith is the actor, William
2: Smith, yeah, that dude's awesome in a lot of stuff he does. But they're all like, see, this is what we didn't want to happen. And Atkins is kind of like, doesn't matter, we're gonna get this guy. <laughs> and I was like, whoa,
1: but yeah, and I think is that when we're introduced to Bruce yeah, Campbell? Yeah, we finally meet Bruce Campbell now about halfway through the movie. Movie, and his we meet a marriage is like he's a dick. He's such a dick to this his poor wife. We have no backstory. We have no idea why he's like this. But he's getting ready for work, and she's like, "Oh, you have to go to work. You didn't tell me." He's like, "Yeah, well, you know, it's overtime. Got to do the overtime." She's like, "Oh, but I worry about you." He's like, "Yeah, I worry about me too." She's uh, clipping out newspaper
2: articles like maniac cop kills yeah. again. Like, like she's keeping a scrapbook on this, and I think it's because we're supposed to like think that she might suspect her husband is the maniac cop.
1: Yeah, she's he's she's like, "Oh, you're." Away, you've been so distant. He's like, yeah, well, I'm just tired at work, you know, maniac copping, and um, <laughs> maniac copping, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, I'm just so scared. And he's like, he snaps he's like, have I ever hurt you? And I wrote with that tone, I think the answer is yes.
0: <laughs> like, so I kind of took a different perspective on this. I felt like we were dropped into a marriage on the rocks. I feel like this particular scene we're watching has probably happened umpteen times. And Bruce Campbell's just like, oh, we're going to do this again. You know, he's like, yeah. of course, have I ever hurt you? Come on, you know, you, you, you pull away from me, you know, like that's kind of the vibe I was getting. Like he was tired of this. Well, she also, does the whole like how come you don't tell me what goes
2: on at work talk to me about it and he's like i come home to get away from the bullshit that i see as a cop which i do understand that concept yeah. and i'm like okay i wouldn't want to talk about the
1: horrific things you know like i wouldn't want to relive those non-stop you know but but he would be more sympathetic if we didn't find out she was totally right and he's a dick and he's cheating on her. Yeah,
2: he's having an affair with like another cop or something like that. At, at right, a hotel. That, was, that was an
0: immediate, like, oh. Right, she's you know. a
1: hunt. He's just gaslighting her. <laughs> like,
0: he's yeah. like,
1: stop being crazy, wife. I have to go to work, a- 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 AKA, bang another cop. It happens to be the prostitute cop because there's only five cops on this police force. <laughs> it seems like there's
0: <laughs> only five cops on the police force. Well, there's more, but they all die later. Yeah, um, So, but the thing is, is like, she's getting fed information from the phone. Like, her. Her paranoia is being created by Sally, who we find out is helping the maniac cop, because they're trying to set Bruce Campbell up as the killer. The fall guy, Jack, is Bruce Campbell's character's name. Yeah, yeah, right. So they're setting up Jack, and I just assumed all that mania and fear of her husband was coming from the phone calls. Yeah. I don't know if that was necessarily there. you know.
1: But there had before. to be a seed to for that to grow. Right? I feel if like some, their, their
0: marriage was not 100% right. before she started getting that information.
2: I think Sally kind of knew that maybe there's some tension there and I can use that to my advantage. Yeah,
1: because if someone just called me and was like, hey, your wife might be the maniac cop, I'd be like, This is some crazy shit right here. Like, no, thank you.
0: First off, my wife's not even a cop. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, but I just wouldn't believe it. Like, it wouldn't, unless, so there had already been an opening for that, like, you know, lie to wiggle its way into her brain and make sense. Yeah, that's a random call to get to.
0: Yeah. I mean, they did mention they were going to marriage counseling, you know, so he, I think he had tried to fix it and it wasn't going to get fixed. So therefore, I'm going to cheat.
1: No, then divorce. <laughs> I mean, you're right.
0: You're absolutely <laughs> yeah, right. I
1: mean, but
2: I, I think there's a lot, again, there's a lot of gray area that's just never, no one picks a side. So anyway, long story short, his marriage isn't great. He gets get caught, he gets caught like having sex with the other cop. Um,
0: well, and yeah, his she, wife follows him yeah. uh, on his, he's like, I'm going to go on patrol or yeah. whatever. And she follows him through the streets to a seedy motel, goes in and there's Bruce Campbell Jack. So yeah, he's in bed with Teresa, the vice cop. And he's just like, oh, geez, oh, golly whiz, you found me out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, His first thing is,
2: like, you have every right to hate us both. And I was like, true, go on. (laughs) I was like.
0: It's like, it's what it is. (laughs) Kind of was the attitude I was getting from him. Uh, it was bound to come out anyway, you know, but then she pulls a gun on him. He's like, well, wait a minute now. Hold on.
1: Yeah, that was a little much of a reaction, but all right. Yeah, I was like, whoa, everyone's just pulling
2: guns on cops in this movie. I was everyone's like, just pulling guns in
1: general. Everyone, let's <laughs> take a step back. We yeah. do not
0: have to go straight to firearms. No, there's there's an in between. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, from zero to gun. Yeah. she flees the scene and then as she's walking home, a van just opens the door and two giant Zadar arms come out, grab <laughs> her and pull her in. Zadarms. <laughs> arms. Zid arms. Boom.
1: And that is the last time Bruce Campbell cares about his wife in the whole movie. He's <laughs> such a terrible human being. Well, like, I, I think something else. I
2: think this, is this where Tom Atkins goes and talks to Sally? Or do we get the part where the, the captain tells Bruce or Jack that his wife is dead?
0: It's about your wife
2: she called you to complain about her trouble. Thought she'd be going to a lawyer or something like that. So the two of you haven't been getting along then? Captain, since when is my personal life any of your business? Since your wife was found dead in a motel room. Sleazebag in a bag motor inn on 11th Avenue. With her throat slit, ear to ear. Now You gotta
1: be wrong. And he's like, oh, gets him off the hook then.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He does have this kind of like, so that happened, huh? I thought, okay, Bruce Campbell's associated with like the bad stuff that's going on. Like, because again, I was like, there's no one in this movie except for
1: Tom Atkins that I give a shit about. If he's not a bad guy, he's about to become one. He is like one more bad event away from becoming a sociopath. Yeah. That's his wife. And the most he can do is frown about it and like, no. Throughout the rest of the movie, they don't take one minute to just show us, like show him grapple with that information. So he just moves on to Teresa and goes about his life. Well, I don't care who a- you
2: are, but like if you find out that someone you know or you're close to, no matter how dire straight, your relation, right. whatever, just got killed, I would be bummed as fuck.
0: I would be devastated. I'd it's be like, still Damn. his
1: life. <laughs> I yeah. think
0: we've been shown that he moved to Teresa long ago.
1: Yeah, but there's gotta still be something there. Even, like, if it was someone I dated a long time ago, I'd be like, oh, wow, that really sucks. Like, uh, yeah, still one care. My, if, I if I found out no one of pe- my exes got killed, yeah. I'd be like, that is fucking horrible. You just like, don't want... It's just sad when someone you know dies, if you're not a crazy person like Jack.
0: <laughs> well, okay, but then he's immediately framed for her murder, and now he's got that on top of him so I mean like yes he should have they should have been a scene of him like this sucks but it's also like this sucks because now I'm being framed and my life is about to be utterly destroyed the the
2: plot does not make a lot of great sense in this it's like they jump from one device to the next to just push this forward but yeah so he's now framed for or Sally and the Maniac copper trying to frame him for this.
0: Yes. Because Tom Atkins is getting on the trail. Like, he's getting close. And they're like, we need a fault guy. Here he is. Because
2: he goes to talk to Sally. Tom Atkins goes to talk to... What is Tom Atkins' character's name?
0: Rick. Chuck.
2: John.
1: Dick. Craig. Frank. Frank wow, I didn't know that. I feel like, like sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, like I, the whole movie, if, even while I was watching it, every time they said Frank, I just heard Tom Atkins.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Detective uh, Tom Atkins. Yeah. <laughs> Detective Tom Atkins is Frank in the Tom Atkins story. So yeah, I you know he goes and talks to Sally because I guess he's trying to like, he's trying to f- just sleuth it up. You know, yeah. he's like, well, let me find out if there's any other cops who might be dirty and he goes down there. We meet Sally who is in a leg brace and her legs all messed up and um, she walks with a cane and then she's like, He's like, you, she, you requested these files. Sorry, the computer's down. But if you look right behind her, the computer's up and running. <laughs> it's just up and running. The same exact way it is when he goes and actually looks through it. So I was like, that computer's up. So she's clearly lying. And then she starts to give him the information. But you can tell he's just kind of feeling out if she knows anything. Because she find he finds out that the calls have been coming to the house or yeah. something like that. He
0: drops a not-so-subtle hint that um, her friend and his friend, Teresa, almost just got murdered. And she's like, oh really? I'm Hmm. sorry to hear that. And he's like, yeah, it's really interesting. (laughs) that She
2: cares as much as Jack does.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, it's really interesting that we've been on, you know, we've been employed here for over 20 years and we've never met. I think we're going to become fast friends. Yeah, That was a
1: weird scene, but I get he was like trying to sort of probe for her to crack a little bit.
0: Yeah. But this immediately sets her in the, uh, I got to go talk to Maniac to take Tom out. And that's how we set up his Murder, bit more and or less. This is where
2: we get another weird exposition dump because we follow Sally who leaves the precinct at this point. Tom Atkins, Frank follows her um, to like an abandoned pier, yeah, where the SS Daisy May is. <laughs> that was one of the names of the boats. I was like, "Ooh, nice name." And she's like, "Look." They're on to us. You know, you got to be more careful. We've done what we need to do. Give it a give it a rest for a little bit. Let Frank or let uh, Bruce Campbell go down for this. And then like the pressure will be off us. But you just keep killing innocent people. I brought you back to get revenge on those who wronged you. But you're just killing innocent people. And then Tom Atkins is like watching this and hearing this. And then he makes a noise. He's he like the, trips or something. Steps on a twig. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: What are you doing, Tom? Uh, but luckily, a cat was there to save him. Yes.
2: <laughs> I was like, if this cat gets killed, I'll
1: be pissed. Yeah, I wrote, that cat sure was handy.
0: <laughs> so the, the backstory of Matt Cordell, the maniac cop, is revealed. And we find out that Sally is his wife. Was his Girlfriend. Wife, or girlfriend. Girlfriend. Right. Lover, interest. Would woman. have
2: been his wife if, sure. if he hadn't
0: gotten killed. He was put into prison based on, as you guys mentioned earlier, his not respecting people's rights or yeah. something. Was Disregard
2: that like- for the rules, basically.
0: Yeah. And while he's in prison, he's in the shower. He gets shanked by a bunch of dudes. His face is all slit up pretty bad, and he's left for dead. And... That's what everybody assumes that he's been dead this whole time. So as the movie continues and they're like, it was Matt Cordell. Everybody, you know, Commissioner, everybody's like, no, he's been dead this whole time. There's no way, you liars. It was you.
1: Yeah, I got a body that says it wasn't. All right. So after the doc scene, Tom Atkins slash Frank and Teresa go visit Bruce Campbell in jail. Yes. Right, And so they and he's go. like, I didn't do it. You got to believe me. Yeah. And Tom is like, yeah, we know. Pump your brakes. And then Tom Atkins, being the best wingman of all time, goes, I'm going to go somewhere else. You two chat. Uh, and he leaves Teresa and Fran. or not uh, Teresa and Try not to Jack. talk about
2: your dead wife.
1: Right. Don't worry. It <laughs> doesn't even come up. Uh, and so, so Tom Atkins goes in the prison and lo and behold, Maniac Cop is there.
2: Yeah make, because Sally's like, we gotta take these
1: cops out, right?
2: No, she's beating them with a cane. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: she whips the shit out of Tom Atkins man. Well, that's well, this is like she tells
2: that to a maniac cop because yeah. maniac cop is gonna come like take care of like, Tommy ass and stuff but yeah he Tom Atkins and Frank ends up confronting Sally. No he sneaks into Sally's office. He's going he's, through
1: her purse. Yes, yeah, he's, he's going, going through through her to purse. find information about Matt. And she
2: starts beating the hell out of him with a cane and I was all like, "Oh, Tommy boy, yeah. you better get up, man. Like he she is going to take you out, son." Just whipped. And Sally's pissed because what does Sally say? She's like, you ruined everything because now he um, realizes he doesn't Matt need Cordell me. doesn't yeah. need me anymore.
0: Right. She's, I think we're supposed to take away that Sally is like the only thing grounding him to any sort of moral fiber right. or humanity that he has left.
1: With Sally. Without, Sally. And she was like, now yeah. he doesn't need me. You've ruined everything. Like,
0: And she just like flips the terrified switch on. Like she is like out of her mind with fear. Right and it's like that's a really strange like like zero to shit in myself kind of like <laughs> fear going on and then he pulls her through a plate glass window on a door And that's the last we see is Sally. Matt Cordell does. Yeah, 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 the Maniac Cop does. He
2: kills Sally. But the thing is, like, but that also, when she said that, though, it made me wonder, did she know what the Maniac Cop's power set was?
0: Well, she was under the assumption that he was going to get those that wronged him. Right. Right. He was going to go after the commissioner who had covered it up and all the dirty cops that had put him away.
1: So then Tom Atkins and Maniac Cop get into, like, a fight. Uh, that fight is amazing that's yes. like
2: that's a very short like they live level fight because <laughs> Maniac Cop is like slamming him left and right into these filing <laughs> cabinets and they're like getting knocked over I was like that is not a light throw like no. whoever Tom Atkins stuntman if it was Tom Atkins himself then kudos but whoever that was was taking those hits into those filing cabinets
1: poor it, poor Tom Atkins the last like 30 minutes of his life just sucked it was just a <laughs> parade of him getting his ass kicked yeah.
0: slammed into filing cabinet after filing cabinet and yeah. 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 Chunked out the window, right? And uh, yeah, it was. I was sad to see him go. Yeah, Again, wrote, he was like the biggest star power of this movie the, at the time. You know, and I
2: wrote, "Not Tom Atkins, <laughs> <laughs> no Tom." No. Well, I was upset that Tom Atkins' character died because, like, he was the only one that had any kind of character story going. Like, I was like, I can like, at least he had a concept of what he wanted, what he was trying to do, and it isn't until Bruce Campbell's like, "I got to get out of here." Did anybody else actually have a reason
0: for doing anything? This movie's grave mistake is losing Tom Atkins at the front. (laughs) Like it should have been at the end.
1: Yeah. Or just keep him through all the... He could have been the Loomis of this series. Yeah,
0: definitely. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Or Uh, had Bruce Campbell's character get killed? Yeah, and then like they're like, well, there's no doubt it could have been Bruce at this point, you know, like, and then Tom Atkins is like, well, we're gonna bust this wide open.
0: Thrill me. (laughs) Consider me thrilled. Right. (laughs) Um, So during all this maniacal craziness going on, um, Teresa and Jack escape, and the maniac cop proceeds to kill the entire force.
1: Right, but that all happens. Off screen. So, because she's yeah. trying well, they, they, to Yeah, they show, they
0: show all the cops running up the stairs and just yeah. one by one, they're dying off. Like, and the, yeah, they get away.
1: Right. So Teresa's like, oh, let me out. Let me out uh, of the room. They let her out. And then the cops, like, at the bar, he's like, didn't you hear me press the buzzer? And then naturally, it just swings open and he's dead. And then, you know, Jack and Teresa are trying to escape. And there's just dead cops everywhere.
2: Hanging from nooses, <laughs> dead all over the ground. I mean, it's like,
1: wow, this guy is efficient. Right. So he is a super cop and also a ninja. Because they heard <laughs> none of those sounds somehow in that room. <laughs>
0: Tom Atkins had uh, set an appointment to go to the, the prison and speak to the coroner. And that's where we get all our details about
1: um, Zadar's backstory. Because Yeah, he does all this exposition dump, the coroner, and then he's like, you know what? I should see some ID. That's, Jack, a, that's yeah. a curious time after you told them everything. Uh, yeah.
0: Jack was pretending to be Tom Atkins <laughs> yeah. at this point so they could still go meet. Yeah, you think at some point during <laughs> yeah. the going into the prison, they would have asked for a, some identification.
1: Yeah, he, he picked. A, I wrote, he picked a very unusual time to ask for an ID. After I tell you everything,
0: I need to see some ID, please. Wait a minute. What have I done? <laughs> Who are you? And he gives him the whole
2: like, he got shanked in the shower. And we see that whole thing in slow motion. I was like, I swore we were going to see Robert our ass. I thought we were getting that this movie. <laughs> I was like, they're in the shower. Yeah. He's kicking around. I was like, at oh. some point, we're getting a full ass shot here. They
1: were very crafty on how they filmed it to yeah. avoid any uh, potential male nudity. But um, yeah, we, we find out from the corner also that yeah. they, everyone
2: thought he was dead.
1: And then you saved him. Answer me.
0: Look, he was a fine detective. He had a lot of friends. Everyone knew if we put him back in the prison community, they'd just attack him again. There was no way he could survive. So when they brought him up here, more dead than alive, a police woman convinced me to do the decent thing.
1: Like remove him
0: from the prison mortuary alive? He wasn't exactly alive. He had severe brain damage. I was certain that he was legally dead.
2: But then, so he wasn't dead then. He was just a dude that had just fucking badass strength. The movie is so unclear. The coroner saw signs of life, gave him back to Sally. So they get him out. And I think she just healed him and was like, now go get revenge. Because then again, he's all like, he was the best cop out there. You know, he made like everyone pay. And it was like, yeah, but he did it by just shooting first and asking questions. (laughs) It was like bro he was a dick. Yeah. It was like, and everyone kept hailing him as like, he was the best. He was what we should aspire to be. And it was like, no, no, no. Yeah. And
0: the movie is confused on whether or not we should be we should be rooting for Matt Cordell or against does, right? Do, it's do, goes back and forth the, even in two and okay, three. Gonna, yeah. yeah, he's still murdering innocents and then going after the, <laughs> the, you know, the ones that got him to and it never quite clears. It never actually yeah. clears itself up.
1: But they, they present the maniac cop as like a fucking zombie monster. Well, he has to be based on what we see later. I mean, also like he has to be supernatural. So the movie's backstory for him does not make sense with the power set that they attribute to him.
0: Yeah. By the time we get to Maniac Cop 2, there is no question.
1: He is supernatural.
0: Absolutely. All right.
2: Okay. Okay. So they, they, they cleared this plot hole up eventually <laughs> good because yeah, that was one thing that was like She's like, I was the only thing like stopping him. He can do, he's going to kill everybody. And I was like, oh, is he like a superhuman monster from the dead now?
1: But then I was like, oh, wait, he didn't die. My very last note is, yes, Maniac Cop is clearly Super Cop. So uh,
0: (laughs) he's definitely Super Cop. So I wish he
1: was Time Cop. We're getting to the end here. I the fiftieth Irish Day Parade, St. Patrick's Day Parade, Irish Day, the fiftieth <laughs> anniversary of that, and the mayor's going to make a big speech with the police commissioner and Matt Cordell slash Maniac Cop is like, all right, this is my moment to get revenge on the people who put me in jail right. for violating the
2: rules
0: of my job, and so then Jack and Teresa split up. And Um, I do need to mention that Bruce Campbell's just standing on the side of the street and he was a wanted murderer at this point. Cops everywhere. At the fucking cop parade. In (laughs) front of the cop station for all we know. Or whatever the commissioner's office. he was across the street. He he can see the window
2: where Teresa and...
0: what's-her-face or upstairs? Right. The commissioner. And I was like, this is a very bad plan. And you're a cop. You should know better.
1: Well, and yeah, the plan's like, you just wait in broad daylight. I'm going to go run up and warn them. And they'll just of course believe me because uh, I helped a convict escape. So why wouldn't they believe me? And that's
0: immediately what happens. They're (laughs) like, hey, you're like a wanted suspect for all the cop murders last night.
1: Yeah. Uh, And then a really weird scene happens. So they're like, look, we're not going to believe you. This is craziness. I got to go to the parade. You're arrested. Hey, officer extra, uh, take her down to the police station, and I legit... I wrote...
0: No, they set it up to he's going to be a creep.
1: Okay, I wrote after that mayor scene is this guy DTF
0: yeah that's what it feels like he's like why don't we make it a you know have a little some fun before I go put you in jail and she's like what and then they cut to Bruce outside Jack standing on the corner and then some cops
2: across the street go hey isn't that Jack the wanted criminal and (laughs) they're like yeah let's get him and I was like well there you go (laughs) I was like what did you expect to happen
0: dude and I do want to point out that the uh, actor playing that cop is Dan Hicks he also worked with Bruce in Evil Dead 2 and Bruce requested that he Become, they have a, a small bit part uh, of the movie so that was cool. neat uh, he was also in Dark Man, which is another Sam Raimi movie. movie
2: well there's actually a connection in that room after that cop is DTF like hey why don't we uh, why don't we take a, a stab yeah. at this in the commissioner's office real but he real really quick.
1: wants information he doesn't because
2: well, he wants the he wants the collar. he's like let me let me
0: book Jack
2: yeah and then I'll be a super cop hero and then
0: well that's the fun reveals like oh you thought I meant I was going to rape you up here yeah. <laughs> but no I just want to get the, all the glory for yeah. getting busting the case <laughs> wide so open un- Comfortable. So
2: they're handcuffed together. Um, ro- um, I almost said robot cop. Maniac cop comes in, kills the other cop that yeah. she's handcuffed to. Teresa then drags his body to a room, um, and inside that room, the boxes, the names on the boxes are the name of the Dark Man from the movie Dark Man. Oh. oh, really? Yeah, that's a connection, evidently. That's in the movie. I read that on IMDb. So this is the same universe, huh? There
1: you go. And um, well, Maniac Cop also kills the police commissioner and the mayor of New York City. You no, know, the captain. The captain and the commissioner because oh, the mayor's outside okay. at the parade or whatever but, but still like, he kills the police commissioner of New York City
2: like yeah he killed he oh he don't give a fuck. no and um so yeah Teresa's like escaping at this point also well, did you guys notice the so, reporter at the um the parade is Sam Raimi No, I missed that. Yeah, at the beginning where he's all like, we're here at the sixty or 50th anniversary, blah, 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 parade. The Irish Day Parade, as John likes to call it.
0: (laughs) Like, that's Sam Raimi. Oh, that's awesome. I completely missed that.
2: There's also a scene and then they're doing the stock footage where there's a cop. Like, there are all these cops standing on the corner and one's chugging a beer and this older, like, cop in a nicer uniform because it, like, looks at him like, the fuck are you doing? But it's like (laughs) B-roll. That was not
1: extra footage. They filmed illegally at the St. Patrick, New York St. Patrick's Day Parade. Oh, did they? Yeah, they, oh, really? they tried to do it guerrilla style, but they got caught so they didn't have a ton of footage, but it's they IRL They
2: used that footage, according to INDB, they used that footage to secure funding for the movie. That's funny. No shit. So,
0: yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Groovy. <laughs> Jack has been thrown in the back of the paddy wagon after getting accosted by the cops, and then the maniac guy, just, maniac cop just walks in and drives the paddy wagon away.
1: Dude, did, <laughs> did Bruce Campbell piss the director off because the back of the, he gets fucked up riding in this paddy wagon. Yeah, is that, like,
0: really, Bruce doing his own stunts in like, that. Yeah, and uh, they actually there's an interview with Dan Hicks on the Blu-ray copy yeah. of mine, and he's like, uh, they the, the director just kept saying, "I need it harder, make it look <laughs> harder." And he's like, "I had a good time roughing Bruce up in this movie." <laughs> uh, but yeah, meanwhile, while um, he's in the back of the paddy wagon, Teresa escapes through a window, and he's like, uh, maniac cops choking her out, but she manages to yeah. escape and goes down, and then. When the well, maniac she turns out a window on the edge of the building. Yeah. And then drops a fire escape ladder down. Yeah. Uh, the maniac cop in the meantime jumps inside the paddy wagon, drives off with <laughs> Bruce in the back. And then uh, Teresa just walks up to a, a, a random patrol vehicle. And she's like, follow that paddy wagon. <laughs> and then, like, I guess everybody just forgot that she was a suspect. Cause he's like, all right, let's go. And they right. hop in the car and well, follow. everyone her. loves vice oh. cop Teresa.
1: And I don't remember this happened a little bit earlier, but my second favorite scene of the movie is where Jack holds a gun to two cops and he's like put your guns down and they're like okay and oh, then he I had this line written yes. down then he escapes and they're like are you gonna go after him and he's like didn't you hear him he said he didn't do it
0: Yeah. <laughs> he's classic and they yeah. just don't chase him yeah, yeah. we're done here <laughs> uh, yeah so the uh, then we get an awesome 80s car chase yes I thought it was really well done agreed again dude like I'm said I'm still on board with this movie that I still have a but... special
2: place in my heart for watching 80s New York cop cars drift around corners going way too fast mm-hmm. and chasing yeah. so like and I'm just like, I love that. It still has a, like, I just, a, it gets me every time.
1: Yeah. I mean, my favorite, favorite part of this movie is just New York and getting to see New York in the late 80s, like. It feels dirty and disgusting. Right. And there were so many shots of like the two towers.
2: I know. Or twin towers. The two yeah. towers, the twin towers. And I was just like, Oh man, like it just still like it's a
1: throwback. But yeah, like it, cause like in my early childhood memories, it's like how I remember, I remember those police mm-hmm. cars. I remember those taxis. So it's always like, Oh yeah, I lived, you know, as a baby, but I lived through that <laughs> shitty time in New York history.
0: Yeah. So they pursue them down to the boats, boat docks to yeah. the pier. The, the same pier. pier from earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, how did they know about like Teresa's like, I think I know where he's going. And then they that's go down to the pier. him and
1: Sally were, used to meet up. Right. So, so that was their meetup. Yeah, that's point. her jump of logic is like, ah, that's probably his home base. Turns out she's so right. So Teresa knows where him and Sally used to meet up? It seemed that way. Yeah. I think Tom Atkins told me I, fo- I thought they could see
0: the, the paddy wagon. I thought they were following the paddy Perhaps wagon. Perhaps it was. Um, but any, at, at any rate, they end up inside of a boat dock, um, like a, a shipping yard. Yeah. A shipping yard. And inside this warehouse... Uh, there's a struggle, you know, maniac cop is beating the shit out of Jack and then Teresa's just yelling at him. Don't do that. And then the, the patrol officer, and this is where I'm going to bring up that this movie has a real shotgun problem. Oh, dude, they have no idea how to use a shotgun. Why does Hollywood not understand that a a shotgun does a spray and not a single bullet impact point because this cop manages to miss the biggest officer on the force, (laughs) maniac cop with a shotgun. Arguably a grizzly bear with a uniform. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah, it's insane. And
0: he just turns around and shotgun blasts him right back and he's gone. He's like, well, I hope you enjoyed your time in the movie, sir. You're dead now.
1: Earlier in the movie, to go back to New York 80s being so shitty, when Tom Atkins finds these docks, he actually gets stopped by a security officer and they're like, what are you doing there? And he's like, I was just taking a piss, and and the security guard totally was like, "Oh yeah," he's like, "You can't pee anywhere in any city anymore." Then he flashes
2: the badge, then he shows him the badge, he's like, "Oh cool," and he's like, "I should get hazard pay for wearing this uniform right now." Yeah, you should. You can't piss anywhere in New York anymore. And I was like, "You tell him, Tom Atkins." You tell him.
1: Tom Atkins was loathing that you can't just pee at every corner anymore in new york he's like <laughs> if it's paved you can piss on yeah, it that's you know tom atkins
0: rule <laughs> he should go to sweden
1: <laughs> uh, what a great scene that one was i was on board for that scene i was like god new york in the 80s
2: sucked well this had an issue in most movies that happens and i just watched literally two movies on top of this that like the same thing happens bruce campbell and uh maniac cop matt cordell are fighting and uh bruce campbell has a shotgun at one point in his hand and um, it gets knocked out of his hand by maniac cop. And then the other cop comes in, the one that gets killed, mm-hmm. has a shotgun and shoots at Zadar and, and misses. Yeah, I don't obviously. know. He was
1: shooting at the ceiling. But I don't the know what thing is, guy like, guy. in
2: that struggle, the first thing you do, if your gun is knocked away from your hand and you have a moment to, like, get free, he runs over to Teresa and he's all like, help me get these cuffs off. And it's like, no, you grab the fucking gun. Like, you grab any loose firearm and yeah. get it away from the person who's trying to fucking kill you. Like, oh, it drives me nuts.
1: Ultimately, time. we know that would have been ineffectual because a whole like fucking street light goes through this guy. <laughs> but I
0: guess we'll get there. Uh, the security guy you were talking about got ran over. Yeah, poor security Coming guy. into the boat dock. He but got clipped. You're... I think he probably lived. Oh, he's uh, he's going to have to have some pelvic reconstruction yeah. surgery. Yeah, he
1: won't be peeing on the docks anymore. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: Um. Right. So they get back in the paddy wagon, and uh, because the cops were called, right, and Zadar can hear the cops coming in. The maniac cops, like, oh shit, I got to flee. Bruce Campbell's Jack is like, no way, sir. We're gonna have a scuffle on on the outside of this paddy wagon, and they're driving away. And I guess maniac cops not paying attention to where he's driving because he's fighting with Jack. Yeah and they drive straight into a boat mast that has been hung up on some sort of contraption to be painted or refitted or something. It's just, it's pointed (laughs) directly at the windshield and they drive right through it. And it's no flags, no any kind of identifying mark. But it also
1: doesn't make any sense because they're like, this whole place is condemned. It's fallen apart. Yeah, the the, the security guard says this place is being torn down in a week. But they still have work (laughs) lined up.
0: (laughs) We got to finish the job before the dock goes away.
2: But yeah, and he's driving full speed at the edge of the dock, drives through this mast pole, whatever and it goes right through Maniac co- Well, it looks like it goes right through yeah. Maniac Cop. It
0: seems like it just hits him and stops, and then he's just screaming in pain yeah, as I, they drive the paddy wagon off the pier <laughs> into the water.
1: He's too mm-hmm. dense for that to go all the way through. You know, he's a Maniac Cop, so... Right. And kudos to the stunt guy on this scene because they drive that paddy wagon off the edge of the pier. I mean, he
2: gets launched away from it, but the way they shot it, looks like that dude is like feet away from this paddy wagon hitting the water, and I was yeah. like, that is dangerous. I was like that is so dangerous. Yeah,
0: I don't think that was Bruce Campbell, but yeah, I was like, no, I think I don't that think van was. is really going to hit the actor. <laughs> you know? I, I, I was
2: like, if that if that van flips, it's going to hit that dude. But I like, could tell by the angle of it, he yeah. was further away than he was. But I was
0: still like, ooh, that's. And rough. I do think this movie has a pretty weak ending, to be honest.
1: Yeah, because the paddy wagon sinks, and then up comes maniac cop's hand. Well, you just see a shot of the water and then his hand grabs onto like the pier, a completely non scarred up hand. Cause earlier they show his hand and
2: it's all scarred to <laughs> hell and like terrible looking like it's zombie just a looking, wet
0: hand and it's just a wet hand at the end. Well, Zadar ain't going to the water for nothing. Yeah. It's not in his contract. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: it's true. He's got a totally dry contract. So <laughs>
0: totally dry contract. <laughs> uh, and then the end Right. And then Maniac Cop 2 picks up directly here. We get that entire uh, boat mass scene again. Oh. That's how it starts. We got a
1: Halloween 2 situation.
0: Yeah. And okay. then we see Zidar swim away. Oh. Does he That's backstroke,
1: butterfly? Uh, he's he's a, a doggy paddling. Doggy paddle. Doggy paddle. Yeah. yeah. He's too
0: big for the other swimming Seven stuff.
1: Seven feet tall, just doggy paddling to freedom. <laughs>
2: Did you know that actually really be a cop in Chicago?
1: No, I yeah, don't
2: know anything about him. Evidently, he was a he was a cop early
0: on in Chicago for a while. So I don't know if you guys want me to spoil any of Maniac Cop Two, but please do. Yes, I can I'm never going to guarantee that.
1: you. I'm never seeing that film.
0: All right, there's a really fun scene where there is a robbery happening in a convenience store, and it's being done by Jackie Earl Haley hopped up on drugs.
1: Oh, cool. So Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. And
0: he's, he's like the same one and the same. Yeah. Uh, he's got long hair and he's just like murdering left and right. And there's like one guy left. And then Robert Zadar comes up and he helps the criminal. <laughs> and then Jackie Earl Haley becomes his sidekick for the rest of the movie until the end. Get out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, I could be getting two and three mixed does up. Does he talk?
1: How way? does Maniac Cop have a sidekick? How does he communicate what he wants? He moans a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, so he has lines?
0: Uh, he says words here and there. Oh. Kill. <laughs> but he's definitely a zombie okay, going mean, forward. There's no mistaking it. His face is even more gnarled and yeah. gross. And then further on, um, oh, uh, in, in 19 minutes in, uh, Jack and Teresa are killed. I'm surprised they got 19 minutes of Jack. And then we get the movie. Then focuses on another famous 80s cop who was a cop in everything I saw as a kid. His name is Robert Davi, mm-hmm. and he's that dude that's got like the acne scarring on his face. Mm-hmm. You remember that guy? Oh, yeah, he was in like everything. And then two and three is him. He's the cop in the in two huh. and three. Um, he's brought back in number three with some form of voodoo ritual. <laughs> Of that's how the maniac cop comes back in that one. I don't think, I don't recall number two actually answering how he became supernatural, but it's not until number three that you actually see an old blind yeah. man inside some temple like resurrect the cop. He took a night class. Yeah. This was
1: the 80s. If they had just shown a lightning bolt, we would have figured yes. it out. Ah, uh, lightning powered. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Just like Jason.
1: Yeah. That's all we needed. Yeah. Like, Anything. Just give us something,
0: man. The Jackie Earl Haley part was actually in part three.
1: Oh, uh, so okay. Okay. It, but yeah. Well...
0: So that's those. Um, I had a lot I had fun with the first one. It's got issues, but I enjoyed watching it for like the car chase. I thought a lot of the kills were cool. I love Tom Atkins. I would recommend it. I think it's pretty good. There's a lot of good elements
2: to this movie that I just don't feel like I feel like a better a better writer could have pieced them together. And no if no offense to the guy who wrote it. I don't know at what point in his career, you know, like how you know it's Larry, saying, like, Larry Cohen. Okay. Then yes, Larry Cohen's not a bad writer, but like, you know, like this was just, there was moments and I wonder how much was cut, how much was
1: edited, but like. Nothing was cut. This (laughs) movie was so short that they couldn't, in Japan, there's a rule, I guess, you can't put things on TV that are less than 90 minutes. So they had to go back and shoot extra footage to pad it out. So they cut nothing. Oh, Uh, It seems like every second they filmed was in here. But yeah, I mean, it's. (laughs)
2: I wish it was, there was, there was potential for this to be a really enjoyable movie. And it just missed the mark on so many places for me. It'd be hard for me to recommend it.
1: Yeah, I'm with Garrett. I do not recommend this movie. It, I mean, I guess if you like, really, really like slasher films and you've seen all of them and you also happen to like cop dramas like Mark, uh, then maybe, but oof. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it sound that hard of a watch. I didn't watch, like but it. I was bored halfway through. I mean, it was only 85 minutes long, and I was like, oh, I boy. wouldn't lead with this. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't. If I had a list of, like, 30 crazy
2: 80s slasher movies, I'd put this in that list, but it would be very towards towards the bottom of the list.
1: Yeah, like 30. <laughs> <laughs> um, but HBO's remaking it or making a series, a Maniac Cop series, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe the remake will be good. HBO's making everything a series, it seems like. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that there's... a. I mean, this plot is so thin uh, unless they're also, you know, bringing in the voodoo subplot and everything. How they're going to get a series out of this movie when they couldn't even get an hour and a half out of it, but they'll find a way. Well, someone's got to pick up the
2: voodoo mantle since Child's Play dropped it. True.
0: Nicholas Winding Reffin is going to be remaking this uh, Maniac Cop for HBO. I am too curious to see are they going to pull in the supernatural elements? Is this going to be like a different take? Like maybe he is just a wronged cop going out and committing murders. I
1: hope not. That'd be lame.
0: So I don't know. I mean, in- I'm interested. I think this is a good premise. I liked, like I said, I liked the original. I think there's space for it to grow and become a better property. This doesn't yeah.
2: need to be a series though. This is just a movie concept. Like,
0: this I me- think there's plenty of room to make this show, dude. Especially if we still tapping into the societal fears of the uh, law enforcement.
1: I, I and if it's like a Charnoble type thing where it's one season, a eight
0: short, e- a short yeah, eight like six episode yeah. miniseries
2: or something. Okay, yes, but I want a finite time yeah. frame on this. I don't want I don't want to end up with a Battlestar Galactica <laughs> or like you know, like you know, what we should do is focus on the relationship of these two side characters to pad this motherfucker right,
1: out, like ten seasons of Maniac Cop.
0: <laughs> HBO took Westworld, which is a, a movie, and turned it into two successful seasons is still watched by a lot of people. They're going to bring a third season out of that thing. And I think there's they got they know what they're doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, look, okay. I will watch it. I know I will watch it. Uh, I won't be watching two and three, but I will at least watch episode one of this maniac cop thing when it comes out. Uh, eventually. I'm just
0: hoping they find a hulking figure like I'm Robert sure Zadar, will. you know,
1: maybe it'll be Batista. <laughs> it'll be the mountain
0: <laughs> from <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, that oh, would be awesome. I don't know.
1: It actually, actually would fit pretty well. Yeah.
0: You don't have to act. So yeah. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Just
1: maniac
2: cops. The whole squad of like oversized, Mm -hmm. massive cops.
0: The maniacs unit.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, in the 60s, the NYPD did have a gang unit and you had to be over six feet to be in there. That was sort of their whole premise was to have these big cops pick on teenagers. So Hmm. there you go.
0: Well, listeners, what do you think about Maniac Cop? Maybe you can help me out and be on my side of the table. Let us know what you think about it on our social media at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We have accounts there. You can find more Grave Talk content at www.thegravetalk.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. He was a super cop, but the bad guys framed him to make him stop. They put him in prison where they tried to kill him. But he broke out now, he's the villain.
2: Bullets won't hurt him. I know it sounds like Jai, but when I show if he's dead or alive set him on fire I shoot him with a Uzi but he'll show up in your jacuzzi you can run him over you can feed him poison push him out a window and it only annoys him you better believe me if they think I'm lying when he show up yeah people start dying he's out for vengeance and he can't be stopped that's why they call him the, the maniac cop
0: you have the right